This is the Dusted Waterfowl Podcast, a new branch off of Hunt, Fish, Conserve with seasonal content talking all things waterfowl. So just to introduce ourselves, I mean, same guys, me, Tyler Swenson, uh, Jackson Rice, Ethan Evans, and uh, Jackson Rice and I will kind of be hosting the podcast, Ethan here to facilitate and bullshit with us a little give bit. A, give a beginner perspective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ethan's a lot fun to have. He's he's uh, fairly new into the waterfowl scene. Um, we got him into it pretty recently, and he's having a lot of fun, and it's fun to have him on. Yeah, he's a great guy to have around in the blind. But, so, Dusted Waterfowl, what are we about? Um, we're going to try to, like I said, it's another branch off of Hunt, Fish, Conserve. We're going to try to just produce more content and direct all things waterfowl towards this channel. It gives us more of an angle to put more waterfowl out there because that's something we really like to do. I mean, I think these podcasts, we're going to try to have it like a really, you know, really specific topic. And then we're just going to really hit that topic home and just try to stay centralized to that topic. Yes. And uh, hopefully, hopefully before the season, get a couple podcasts out, kind of more uh, informational, teaching, teaching people how we do things, how we approach like, I don't know, scouting or calling or kind of what we do when we get to a field you know just something that the average joe may might not know and hopefully produce more videos and more content about how the season is going um getting guests on the season or getting guests on the podcast you know give a different perspective how they how they approach a field hunt versus how we approach it and I think Rice has got a couple guys kind of in his head to have on the podcast. Yeah, some people are really big into the waterfowl scene that have been doing it for a really long time and get their perspective from new hunters. And I don't know, what do you guys think? I'd probably shoot for one every other week, an episode every other week until, I mean, until we get really deep into it. I mean, maybe we'd have more content. Yeah, we can like talk about like recapping hunts and stuff like that if we have a sweet hunt like we did last year. and. Yeah. talking about stuff like that yeah that'll be a lot of fun and hopefully hopefully we can relate some of these podcasts to maybe videos that are coming out yep and uh i mean some just some topics that we're gonna cover are, like i said how we scout um the importance of calling tuning calls jackson's got a little experience tuning calls oh yeah um he's a pretty good duck caller he can rip a duck call I don't know what do you what do you think, Ethan, about kind of the content we're gonna produce and where where is it all gonna be? Well, I think we're gonna have really good stuff. I think it's gonna be mostly try to do a lot of videos. I think we'll even try to do like informational videos, maybe like how Rice goes through his duck call, maybe like patterns from shotguns. Yeah, that's really fun, easy stuff to do, but it's really important because I think calling is the most important part of it, and making sure your shotgun's shooting straight and patterned well, so you're hitting that bird with. The most BBs you can. Really important stuff. And hopefully maybe make some videos about maybe Jackson teaching Ethan. Yeah, some duck calls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'd, be, call. that'd be really fun. Yeah. So like kind of seeing like a beginner, beginner's perspective on that. I think we'll also go over maybe like some decoy selection and presentation for like maybe different seasons. You yeah. talk about oh, that yeah. on the, both the podcast and on some videos about doing that. Yeah, because I mean all this, all this small stuff, a lot of a lot of content out there is really fun to watch. You know, it's great to watch shooting ducks. Everybody wants to see that. But 
we want to produce that content, but as well produce a lot of content where it's the little things that maybe make or break a hunt where someone else might not show that. We're talking about, I think there's, I got some other list here of items that you guys mentioned, but you know, kind of also dealing with like competing fields. I mean, even around us, we get pressure both like in the field and the marsh, stuff like that. Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, we don't, I feel like we don't have a great population of people who like to waterfowl hunt as much as we do around here, but we still get a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, you still see a lot of people on the weekends and you see people from out of state plates and oh, yeah. out of county plates and stuff like that. I mean, people come from all over to hunt where we hunt. So, yeah. yeah. Rice and Lake's a big one around here. Minute people from Mason City come down and there's a lot of competition, especially last year. And it's looking like there's going to be a lot of competition this year because of how dry it's been. There's not going to be much flooded stuff out besides Rice Lake, which is a huge, where a huge number of our birds are at. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a very competitive year this year, unless something really changes before fall. I mean, the same old, the same old water holes that might have produced in years past, I mean, they might not be, this, be here this year. Yeah, and it's tough because, I mean, last year, I guess, the farmers were getting their crops out pretty early. Unless that happens again this year, it's going to be competing for spots on Rice Lake or on Elk Creek or little ponds around here that, I don't know, maybe on the Winnebago River too. I mean, we're pretty fortunate that areas around us hold a lot of birds and they still have water in it. That's a pretty good, you know, topic to talk about just there is just like learning how to adapt to different like situations. And, you know, if you really want to get on birds, you have to know how to hunt water, how to hunt fields, you know, how to get on rivers and how to scout for all that stuff and take all those considerations into place. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a lot to it. I mean, you'd think as a, uh, hunt is a hunt but there's a lot that changes from the field to the marsh or oh yeah from the marsh even from the marsh to a river i mean we've we haven't done much river no, hunting that's really. something i'd like to do but i don't know there's not a lot of birds that sit on the river when all the birds can sit in the refuge on rice lake i mean we really we really get after it and we got a lot of content that we'd like to show everybody and videotape yeah. it and I know, yeah, some other stuff here I'll mention, you know, migration patterns, like how, you know, throughout the season, how the birds are migrating, you know, kind of talking about how you guys approach that differently, you know, talking about, you know, shotgun selection and what kind of shells we're shooting, you know, as far as semi-autos, you know, over-unders, are we shooting, you know, BBs, three-shot, kind of stuff like that, or steel or tungsten. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of people can get pretty picky on that. And yeah. I mean, we have our own I'm pretty opinion. picky about it, too. Yeah, you are pretty picky. Yep. I like my one specific shot, three inch. I feel like you change your mind every year. No, no. <laughs> well, I did this last year. Uh-huh. I like to switch. I, I switched it just because Federal Blue Box is really killing the game right now, and they were doing better for they were doing better for me than the Winchesters. You so sw- you switch your so- shot selection all the time, though, too. Ah, uh, it depends. I really it like depends more. on how well Rice is shooting during the yeah, season. Yeah, if I'm not shooting very well, I'm gonna switch it. I'll blame <laughs> it on that. It's not on me at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have we have a lot of fun though. Yeah, definitely talking about like even practicing for waterfowl, that's a pretty big thing. I think like as far as like that kind of gets put to the bottom of the list for a lot of people. Because I I feel I feel for us at least all of us, that's something we never do and we really regret it once the season comes along. Like you don't want to waste those two or those first couple hunts because you're rusty. You want to be ready to go before you do that so you can have good outcomes. Because I mean they give well, 
one of the hardest birds to shoot around here. Just the first right go away. at it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fast food. Yeah. That's one of those things. I mean, archery is nice where you're just able to like go out and like, you know, shoot and get your air back, but like taking the time and like wanting to spend money on like ammo and stuff and yeah, yeah, a good place now. to shoot. Yeah. Firing ammo is tough. So. Cause I mean, when you're rusty that first, that first opening weekend of teal opener. That can be pretty rough. I mean, I bring more shells that I know I'm going to shoot because you never know what's going to yeah, happen. You don't know. Yeah. You go down like two boxes. Everybody goes down two boxes. And we don't even get a limit yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you'd really regret Just not having enough brand. shells yeah. on you. Yeah. But that's yeah. another fun video we can go into maybe like showing what you guys like packing your blind bags. Yeah. That, that would be a lot of fun. Show. Uh, yeah. I know we got it down on the list, but like you said, showing all of our gear and what, uh, what we expect of each other, you know, who's bringing what. Oh yeah. Race is always mandatory breakfast, but that's like, a must in the yeah. morning, especially after a long night or a long day of scouting and gotta have breakfast. It wakes everybody up, gets everybody in a good mood, even if they're a little tired. From I'll the be the first before. one to say it. Sometimes that really makes or breaks a hunt. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Like, especially if we don't shoot anything that day, it's like, yeah. well, at least we got breakfast. Yeah. At, yeah. Least, at least we got some good breakfast. I thought we cooking with your ice episode or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. You're going to give away that burrito <laughs> recipe? That's a pretty secret recipe. It's a good recipe. I, I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. That's it's, always it's something easy to look to make. forward to. It's easy to warm up in the morning. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to step up our game with those this year. You think so? Yeah, you're gonna step up your game. I got some ideas that I'm gonna roll out. I think it'll make them a whole lot better. I can hardly get myself ready in the morning. I can't imagine <laughs> trying to get food ready. You know, I just pack it all the night before. One of the best parts is showing up to the field and seeing what everybody looks like in the morning. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. people look pretty rough the night before. <laughs> Ethan usually looks a little rough. A little hungover. You still got a cornfield in that car of yours? No, not anymore. I think I'm backing that out. I think by the end of the season last year, Ethan had, he had a whole cornfield in the back of his car. Yeah, fuck. That looks like they combined out. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens. At least we have a foot. At least we have a trailer that we can haul stuff in so it doesn't get in the back of our cars. Yeah. Yeah. That should work out pretty well. But yeah. I think that'd be something to talk about is like just showing like what we use and like how we get by. I mean, like using a Jeep to like pull out. Yeah. Cause cars. we're, we're by no means like we, we don't have a lot of money to spend in this right now. I mean, we're all coming out of college and we're in college still and we got things coming up that we need to pay for. And waterfowl is not our only thing we do in life. So no. we get, we, but we do get by pretty well. How do we choose kind of some expensive hobbies? Yeah, why do we? Have, why would we ever do that? <laughs> no, but like like you guys were saying, I mean, we it's a big investment to get into, but I mean, we're not we don't got an enclosed trailer or anything like that. We make it work. Yeah, no, like fifty thousand dollar truck or anything like that. No, yeah, we no. we make it work, and I mean, we're we work hard at it. I mean, we work hard, really hard for these birds, and it does pay off. You guys shoot a lot of birds. Yeah. yeah. We usually take two trailers out. Swenny has his four-wheeler trailer, and I have an old landscaping trailer that we haul all our, yeah, we all our decoys and blinds and stuff like that. Out out. It, it's been beat <laughs> for like 10 years, so it doesn't matter. Then everybody else who's hunting just rolls up in a car or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep, everybody else rolls up in a car. And yeah, no trucks at the field or anything. So, yeah. And then our competition rolls up in a nice truck and an enclosed trailer. And I tried driving, like, wow. I tried driving my car in your field that one time, Ethan. I thought... I thought we were going to sink that thing. I thought that was over, yeah. <laughs> it was It was to the point where I got on the field and 
we started spinning the tires like as soon as I got in there and I was like, oh shit. So I just went and drove all the way to the next field driveway. Ooh. We got pretty lucky on that. And I'll say this about another thing we're going to talk about too. And I think it's a pretty important topic. I mean, around us, there is public, but we hunt a lot of private too. So like being able to get permission and, you know, rights and go this more. I mean, you know, he's not the most talkative guy, but like you're willing to like go out and get permission. Oh, like, yeah. It doesn't have, matter and we're, stuff. we're very spoiled with what we have and I'm grateful for that. But yeah, it's just kind of got to man up. I know it's really nerve wracking going up to someone's door that you don't know. And you're going to get no's. But it's worth it. Yeah, you're going to get told no. I've been told no a lot. But <laughs> the majority of the time, people are nice enough. And especially if you're from around the area and they know you, they know your parents, they've known your grandparents, they're more than likely tell you, hey, yeah, I know we'll give you permission. And they're pretty nice about that. Yeah, creating a good like landowner relationship is definitely good for the oh, hunter. Oh, yeah. Don't, like, we give back to our landowners, too. We'll give them... Some of our goose sausage that we make after the season, we'll give that back. To yeah, that was a big exper- experiment. We should go more in on that one day, like a cooking episode. I mean, a cooking episode would be fun, or a cooking processing with, episode. Cooking with Ty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got, I mean, we got a lot of ideas. It's going to be pretty fun for all of us, I think, you know, teach people new things and probably teach ourselves a lot of new things that we didn't yeah. know along the way. Pushes us to do more research about Stuff we, we kind of know about, but we're not quite experts on. And I think that'll be really fun for everybody. Yeah, kind of like challenge our old knowledge about it. Because, you know, there's certain things that you kind of do forever just yeah. because you do it. And then being able to change it. And yeah, sometimes that's not even the it. best way. And yeah, figure out new ways to do it better. And it's easier on yourself. Yeah, because there are, you know, even I get a lot of questions like, oh, why do you do this? And it's, you know, sometimes I really don't have an answer. It's just because the way know, we've done it. That's the way we've been doing it. And yeah. It, it's going to be fun to put a little more research and effort into understanding why, you know, why are the birds doing it this way this today? Because tomorrow it could be different. Yeah, it's not just a learning experience for the people listening. It's also going to be a big learning experience for us. and It's going to be really cool to see what we learn as well as everybody else listening. And I think it'd be fun, you know, too. We can do a couple episodes here and there talking about past hunts and, you know, yeah, recaps and stuff like that. We've had some good ones. It's yeah. a lot of fun, and we've had a lot of good moments as well out in the field. Some of the best hunts, we didn't even shoot anything. Yeah, true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's some really fun ones where it's just camaraderie keeping you through the hunt. And I mean, if we don't have anything to do the next morning and we've already kind of scouted, and or it's going to be sunny and the birds aren't going to fly in the morning, we might as well just go, go out, see what we can see. It's pretty fun just going out and shooting the shit with your buddies. Yeah, that's the best part about it, how social everybody can be. Yeah, going to that, I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, you're not going to shoot anything if you're not out there. So definitely. Yeah, you, you never helps. know either. You never know. Yeah. Well, one hunt, I guess I'll just say this, that one hunt that me and you went on rice, I mean, we knew we weren't going to shoot Yeah, anything. we knew, but. But we, we were thinking that we'd watch birds go into a field, you know, a couple fields down. That's what we were watching for that morning. And here, right at sunrise, I mean, right at shooting light, a wood duck is flying right in our face i mean you get some oddballs here and there and like i said we didn't expect to shoot anything so that was that was kind of a prize we dumped that wood duck too i didn't even shoot oh yeah (laughs) maybe it was just me i dumped him 